Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The fires continue in Alberta and B.C. Uh, They've been hoping for rain, especially in B.C. today and tomorrow. Uh, The winds have been a bit more favorable in the past 24 hours in a lot of areas in Alberta. Crews have been working all weekend to try to save the northwestern town of Fox Creek. Flames are getting really close to that town of about 2,000 people. Over 2,800 firefighters from Canada and the U.S. were battling over 91 active wildfires yesterday. Lots of activities have been canceled because of smoke in places like Edmonton and Calgary. Uh, and the smoke is brutal, not just in Alberta and parts of B.C. Smoke from Canadian fires is crossing over the U.S. border. It's caused Colorado and Montana to issue air quality alerts. And a lot of these cities in the United States, the smoke is going to stick around for days. And uh, my next guest was among the authors on an international study which found Canadians have the highest relative risk of respiratory mortality resulting from wildfire pollution. And uh, he's Eric Levine, a professor in the Interdisciplinary School of Health Sciences at the University of Ottawa. And Eric Levine is with us now hi eric how are you i'm pretty good thank you yeah so um it's one of those things that uh we're just getting so used to especially in bc and alberta sometimes you go outside and you can barely notice it Uh, i think people in edmonton are noticing it now in calgary but um i mean let's just talk what are the the effects of going out in this kind of smoke uh, well, people may uh, feel symptoms like uh, having uh, coughing or uh, nose irritation, uh, especially those who have chronic conditions like asthma and COPD. Uh, those people might actually have a shortness of breath and people who have cardiac conditions also may have like really had difficulty breathing. So those are the, the first symptoms that we might see, but then... Uh, uh, it can affect pretty much anyone. So it's not just people who have chronic conditions. It's really, especially the levels of smoke that uh, we're seeing right now, the particles, it's really the, the fine particles that are an issue. So uh, these uh, these can have respiratory effects uh, quite fast. Yeah, so like you say, there's there's sort of the immediate effects. There's older people, people with respiratory ailments and all that stuff. But what about the average person who doesn't have that kind of health concern, what's it like breathing in that much smoke? And how does that compare to, say, cigarette smoke? It's it's always difficult to compare with cigarette smoke just because it's not necessarily the same uh, toxic chemicals that we're seeing in the, in the two. Uh, but um, if someone's breathing in um, the, the particles in the air right now, let's say in Edmonton, uh, we're seeing that these uh, particles in the air are about 10, 15 times higher than what we would see normally uh, on a normal uh, day. Um, so it's something that's very bad. And 
people can actually uh, see it right now. It's not just something that we can uh, we cannot see. Usually, the particles in the air because uh, of traffic, because of vehicles, we don't necessarily see those particles, but there are some in the air. Uh, now with the forest fires, it's it's really uh, we're seeing it, and for sure, people who are breeding those particles, um, they may may they may have symptoms. So obviously, what I would say is, if people have to spend a certain time outside, they have to wear a mask, like maybe an N95 type of mask, especially for outdoor workers, for instance. Right. So uh, the mask is is pretty important, but it has it can't be just the sort of the regular you know, cloth or sort of paper mask, it has to be one of those heavy duty masks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, uh, the masks that we've been wearing in the pandemic, like those more aesthetic type of masks, um, they won't necessarily filter in, uh, the, the particles, the really fine particles. So, uh, we call them PM 2.5 because they're, uh, less than 2.5 microns. And just in comparison, human error is about 50 to 70, uh, micron, so it's it's quite small, and uh, those N95 masks that are being used in, in medical facilities, uh, they're really the ones that can filter out those uh, particles. So, again, if like someone has to go outside, point A, point B, it might not be a huge issue to not wear a mask. But if you are going to spend uh, a certain time outside, as you're working outside, or just because you have to do some stuff outside it might be a very good idea to, to wear a mask. So what are the immediate health concerns? What are some things that you notice right away? Uh, well, the respiratory effects, uh, and we're seeing that uh, in, in emergency healthcare services. That's one indicator that usually public health uh, uh, units are, are looking into. So we're seeing that more people are having asthma exacerbation, uh, people who uh, have chronic conditions uh, like having a previous cardiac uh, heart event, uh, people might have difficulty breathing. And so it's important for those people, especially people who have asthma, to have those rescue medication close by if in case you get those shortness of breath type of symptoms um, to to have them and, and be able to to administer those uh, those medications. But then uh, we are seeing also other effects uh, in terms of concentration. People who are uh, exposed to smoke, and that was a study that was done in California recently, um, people who are exposed to smoke might actually be, uh, like the cognitive effect might actually be uh, be seen. So we're seeing that people might have difficulty concentrating, and uh, and that's an issue, especially, uh, let's say, in kids, uh, people who are in settings where they're trying to learn something, um, it's it's really an issue. So uh, th- those are the the immediate effects that we're we're seeing in terms of the the studies that have been done uh, so far. Wow. So so it actually has an effect on our mental health. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it has an effect on the mental health, and uh, we're seeing that uh, that that may increase the number of like admissions in the hospital for from different mental health conditions. And there certain seems to be an indicator on that. There needs to be more studies to be done, but uh, there seems to be an indicator on that. And perhaps another issue that's also important to raise is among pregnant women. Um, pregnant women are, are usually a vulnerable population when we talk about air pollution, just because of the, the fact that the, the fetus might be exposed through the inhalation of air of the mother. And um, we are seeing more and more studies showing that 
babies or fetuses that are exposed during the gestational period might actually be uh, affected in terms of their uh, immune system development, in terms of their respiratory uh, system development, and also in terms of the risk of uh, the, 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 the women de delivering prematurely uh, because the, the smoke might actually induce some levels of inflammation. So those are the effects that need to be, to be uh, of concern. Wow. I, I want to ask you, uh, we're talking about air quality and what it does to our health. And I want to ask you about people who are living in situations where there's lots of smoke outside. Uh, what do you do? What can you do? And what can't you do? Uh, one thing I would say is um, close the windows. Make sure that um, you stay inside uh, as much as possible uh, and as much as boring it, as it may sound. And um, make sure that if you have a, an air purifier, I don't know if anyone might actually think of buying one ahead of time, but it might be a good idea to, to have one maybe for a future event. But Having an air purifier might actually help purifying the uh, the air and uh, making sure that it reduces the amount of particles in the air. Uh, if you've got um, some sort of uh, air circulation mode uh, or uh, some sort of uh, like air conditioner that, that can actually be reliable, then you can put it on. And um, yeah, trying to avoid going outside for um, like doing any... Uh, physical activity that are not necessary. So we have this need to go outside for make going out for a walk with the dog or make it quick. Uh, if uh, you have to uh, do physical activity outside, it might not be a good idea. It might be good to, to stay inside. So those are the do's and don'ts, I would say, um, on an individual uh, level basis. And of course, it, it changes from different areas of where we're located because of the different levels of uh, the air quality advisories right now right and and are we seeing some of the the worst air quality uh in in history really for, for prolonged periods of time in places like calgary and edmonton uh well i would have to check uh, the historical um, um sort of uh surveillance on the, the levels of particles in the air. I'm not sure if necessarily the, the worst uh, events, but uh, it's certainly in, in some of the highest I've seen in, in uh, several years uh, uh, what I'm seeing in terms of the, the levels of particles. So I know we have, like Environment Canada uses an index that's called the Air Quality Index, and usually it's on a level of 1 to 10. And if it's over 10, it's really like a high risk. Right now in Edmonton and Calgary, it's over 10 and several other uh, cities also in Alberta in the same situation. Um, if we look at the absolute number of particles, like in terms of uh, usually it's quantified in micrograms per cubic meter of air. And uh, we're seeing huge amounts of particles in the air. That's why people are seeing that sort of smoggy type of uh, look uh, outside and um, the levels I'm seeing are really, really high and certainly uh, among the highest in, in North America right now. So are these the, the highest we've seen and not necessarily, but they're certainly uh, of high concern. And it's certainly something we're going to have to get used to. Uh, it seems like with uh, the climate changing, it's getting, it seems to be getting hotter. We're, I mean, you can't argue with the fact we're seeing more and more fires every year. Um, how concerned are you about, uh, about our health in the future when every summer we have to deal with a, a few weeks of smoky air? 
well, and, and one thing we have to say about this, uh, let's say this fire specifically, it's, we can't like establish that like, there's a causal link with climate change right. uh, in terms of uh, is it absolutely climate change that is causing this fire right now? Not necessarily, but what we know is um, we're seeing an increased frequency of those events in the context of a changing climate. Now, we know that um, working with those who are working in the forestry uh, sciences, uh, they're sort of projecting that those types of events will occur more frequently and will occur earlier in the season and will be more intense. Uh, depending on the different sort of uh, pathways that we may end up uh, going through in terms of the, the temperature increases. So if we end up uh, having a global temperatures that are increasing drastically over uh, the couple next decades, uh, this will likely impact uh, wildfires. But uh, if we're sort of trying to limit the temperature increase uh, to a certain level, that might actually help out in terms of the uh, reduction or stabilizing the number of forest fires. But one, one other thing is that it's, we're not seeing the same patterns necessarily across Canada. We are seeing, of course, BC, Alberta, and some of the prairie provinces that are being affected more and more by those wildfires. But the patterns aren't necessarily the same for Ontario and Quebec, uh, where we're not seeing the same pace of increase uh, in terms of wildfires. Right. And you talked uh, earlier about mental health and how it affects our concentration. And that must all be kind of new in terms of study. What would you like to see in terms of research and uh, what's going on with with our knowledge of uh, breathing in smoke like this? Uh, well, I think uh, the long term effects aren't necessarily well known. We are seeing those acute effects. We've discussed uh, the fact that people might see respiratory symptoms in the short term when those levels are increasing outside. So we might see those symptoms occurring within a few hours or a few days after being exposed. Uh, so that's why we need to sort of listen to our body and make sure that we uh, look out for those symptoms. But we don't necessarily understand well the impacts if we're repeatedly being exposed to those uh, forest fires uh, every year. Uh, are these affecting our mental health in terms of depression or are these affecting neurological outcomes? Uh, are these affecting cancer uh, development? So there's a lot of uncertainties uh, and I think it's going to be very important that we, we get those answers just because population needs to know and we also need to uh, prepare for the future if we anticipate that those uh, wildfires will, will stick around and will increase in frequency. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.